Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, 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 everybody. And today we have an amazing woman here on the Power Women in Insurance podcast. We're going to talk today about branding. And you know what? This is something I think that scares a lot of people because we think of it as something else we need to learn, something else we need to figure out how to do. We think of something maybe that it's, 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 like people judging us. We think of something that people are putting ourselves out there. So today I have an amazing branding expert, Ati Grimsman, and she is amazing because she has her own company out of Vegas that helps people with branding, photography, and being able to get in there with a lot of good coaching. And you know what, y'all, we are going to learn so much and be so inspired today. So Ati, thank you so much for joining us. I'm pumped that you are here today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for the amazing introduction. Well, I love it. So tell me, tell me a little bit about you, how you became to be this passionate business coach in the area of branding and so forth, and how you kind of figured out maybe how to work with women in the insurance space, because I think that's really important for our conversation. Yes. So, okay, I love, love that question because I feel like I, so I always had a passion for teaching. So I was telling you before we even started the the um, interview, I was a bartender for many, many years. But before um, I came to the US, which for those that you don't know, like I have a thick accent, <laughs> <laughs> you don't haven't noticed, I am originally from Argentina and I used to own a bartending school back in Argentina. And when we had this bartending school, one of the things that we made sure we did was to actually really polish who these people that came into the school were, uh, because we used to teach different skills. It wasn't just bartending. We used to teach how to like do the tricks and flip the bar. Oh, kind of like the whole fancy stuff, right? You're yeah, like so, more of a performance bartender exactly. rather than just a, like a, just to make a drink thing. You're also like doing the whole, uh, the whole Tom movie, Cruise. Sure you have the movie cocktail, whatever with Tom Cruise. That's what, that's what everybody always thinks about the whole fancy that entertainment is, driven yes it's the best way to describe it but what used to happen is we used to make sure that these people were very professional that mm -hmm. they used to and we used to send them to work in different places so it was the school and the agency and this was when I was very 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 young then I was recruited to come to the U.S. and kind of like that stayed on the back and I almost for God about coaching and teaching and mentoring and all of that. I came to the US, I did my own thing for many years. And then this job that was amazing, bartending, became kind of like a chore, right? Like this, mm -hmm. this happens to a lot of women also when they're in corporate, because also I became a mom and that wasn't really my cup of tea anymore. Yeah. So I went to school for photography while I was here in the US. This was a hobby. And while I was on my personal lookout of what I wanted to do. I um I started working with women, right? Mm. And at the beginning, it was just on the photography side. I was like, I didn't really understand a lot of business. I was like, I had a background in marketing from school, but I didn't really never used it. So as I started working more and more with women in their photos, for their businesses, their websites and stuff like that, people will say, so what it's called now, modern, more modern personal branding photography, 
10 years ago or 12 years ago, uh, women were like, oh, I just need photos for my website. People were not saying personal branding photography. Well, right? 10 years ago, people just did that like head and shoulders from a distance, oh, from a, you know, from an a, angle. On a if you're on YouTube right now, you can totally see me doing it. You know, like they do this <laughs> little, like... You know, yeah, kind of thing. Super, and it was just so and fake and it just makeup. wasn't very warm. Yeah. Yeah. So when I came um, into the industry, I was already drawn towards those kind of marketing looking photos because I did portraiture for a long time and I did lifestyle. So people were really drawn to that. They're like, oh my God, yeah, please. Thank you. I don't want to like look stuffy, right? All like right. that. So what started happening, though, was women would be like, well, now I have all these photos, but I don't know what to post. I don't know what to say. Right. I don't know exactly what to do with them. So I eventually ended up leaving bartending. But one of the things that happened, though, was through this process. And I would ask people like, hey, who's your ideal client? Who do you work with? What What is your message? And people would be like, I don't know. And I'm right. like, what do you mean you don't know? I'm like, but but we need to put these photos out there. Like, what? how are you packaging yourself so people come to you? And they're like, what? Like, what are you mm. talking about? So from there, it started kind of like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. At the beginning, I used to do like strategy calls of an hour. I would sit with you and be like, okay, so now we have all these photos that we created, right? Okay, so what do you want to pose with them? And then I, I realized that I needed to do it the other way. We need to do the strategy before. So we would sit down and we would Good do, point. okay, so where is this going to go? And all that growth. Now, like you said earlier, outside of camera, then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah, we can't even have a conversation anymore because it's like, oh, the COVID hit. It it just pops up everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. It was possibly the best thing that ever happened to me. Interesting. Because what happened was all my photography clients, up until that point, I was doing 95% of my business was photography. And so when the pandemic hit, I couldn't shoot. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really, I was like, okay. So what happened was I, in my, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to create a Facebook group so I can have all my clients connect with each other. We can create community. I can help them how to use the photos they already have. Right. And I, in my mind, I thought, well, maybe I can do some shoots like where I'm shooting for far, whatever. But what really started happening were like, Hey, we need to be on social media every day now. What do I post? What do I do? So I launched right away, like in that first month of the pandemic, I wow. launched my first course, which was like, hey, I already have all this knowledge. I don't need to like record and this and that. I did um three-month course. What it, it was my first BU brand. I now I have the BU Brand Academy, but like it was the first BU brand. I called it that because women in general we tend to believe that we have to be different, that we need to show up mm -hmm. different, that we need to be certain way. We should ourselves so much. And I know that everything I've done in my business that has helped me has been me showing up authentically. Once I yeah. decided, hey, I'm going to show up as myself with my accent, with me being like, I I'm, I have a, a very strong masculine energy in a lot of ways. And, and I was like, I'm just going to show up as me, right? And all the things. So a long, long, long story short, I started realizing that I kind of been doing this all along from even in my 20s. Like when I started working with these women, it was the same process. It was teaching them what to do, 
instilling belief in them and really helping them be who they already were, mm. just amplifying their message. I love that. I love that because I do, because I think that women are afraid to show up authentically. Women are afraid. We all think we're supposed to go on out there. We're supposed to be, you know, our Kardashian or something. You know, we think that that's what we're supposed to be. We think, oh, I you don't have my hair done. I have my makeup done. Or, oh, I, I don't, you know, I need to lose 15 pounds or, you know, whatever. And then I think we look at ourselves and we, we really judge ourselves yeah. really mo more than society does. And I think that really holds a lot of women back. How do you help women to be able to get over that? Because I know in the insurance industry, we always say that insurance isn't sexy, right? Like we, 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 how do, how do we help the next generation to find that insurance is a wonderful, amazing career. And it gives us a lot of stability and a lot of predictability in a lot of different ways. But yet at the same point, we have to get out there and we have to be able to develop that personal brand because that's what people connect with, especially because things have gone so digital, like with doing yeah. business online, people don't walk into our office the way they used to. We are not going on out and, um, you know, sitting across the table from people the way yeah. that they did in insurance 20 years ago. How are you helping women to get over some of that, that fear that they have of being really authentic? So I'm, I want to back up a few steps. So um, the first thing is really understanding. I work with women like you that are very passionate about what they do, because I think that when you have passion to help people or you have passion for what you do, you will do anything to get your voice across. Mm. So number one is actually finding really what is your message, right? Because a lot of women with that, that judging or that, like you, you mentioned the Kardashians and stuff like that. So that is on the outside, but I think mm -hmm. the biggest lack of confidence we have as women, as I work with more and more women is the fact that we don't use our voice to, to voice our opinion, right? Yeah. To say, I know what I'm talking about. I am an authority. I've been doing this for this long. Or even when you start, right, saying, hey, this is what I'm getting into. I'm learning this. I'm learning that. Because you cannot wait until you are an expert to actually build credibility. So we're gonna, so we're gonna build from there. So one of the ways that I help women is number one, we really find that message. Hey, what ticks you off? Right. So you told me the story of how you met Cassidy, which is how you and me connected yep. and at a conference. And you guys were like, there is not really a place where women can have a voice in insurance. And you found a calling to be, if you want to call it the, the, the vessel, right? Of, <laughs> right? of that voice. Well, every single one of us has that insight. There is a reason. And, and I know that a lot of people fall into insurance because maybe they get a job and then they like it and then they keep going. But I know that the women that I've been helping, they really find passion when they realize that they are helping people in so many ways, right? Like when there is a death in the family, when something bad happens, you actually are in a position to really prevent something horrible going on in a yeah. family right and i think that when you really own that and this is also for any industry the reality is every single one of us is creating a ripple effect so one of the ways that you actually help build that build that confidence is really realizing that you're making a difference in the world mm. 
once you have your own buy-in into that difference that you're making, now is, is a matter of really finding your point of view, right? Really finding what ticks you off and really finding your, your confidence. And one of the things I tell women is you need to start with a two-pound dumbbell. Two okay. All right. Tell me what that means. What that means is that you're not going to go from zero to hero in 15 minutes. Uh, right? right. So like, I think the biggest issue is like, we are comparing ourselves as women. So we, so let's open, we open LinkedIn, we open Facebook, we open Instagram and we see the Kardashians, we see these models, we see these 20 year olds. And the reality is while they are doing their thing, they may be in chapter 79 of the book and we mm -hmm. are in chapter number one. So you True. have to allow yourself to really grow into that authority, to really grow into this person that maybe can stand up in front of a room and speak. You're not going to become that person overnight. And I think that women are comparing constantly. We do it with magazines. We do, and this is not only on, on the professional level. We do it as teens. We yeah. look at the magazines. People say social media is bad. I remember standing on the newsstand and looking at, I don't, I can't remember the name of the magazine. I well, was when 17. I was a kid, they had like what, 17 magazine or yeah. there was like Teen Bop or whatever, you know? I mean, there were all sorts of magazines specifically driven about the celebrity and perfect lifestyle. It I mean, you even exactly had like the same. Style Magazine, you know, where you'd look at all the, or Vogue. I mean, even as a kid, you know, you'd it look at exactly some of that. It was exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. I and I think one of the things that as women and as a mom, right, I always try to instill is like, hey, that is great, but that is not who normal people, regular people are. Right. We don't need to aspire to that. But when it comes to the personal brand, actually, I do believe that every single one of us can build a profitable personal brand. We can stand out by putting a megaphone to we who we are already mm. instead of trying to become somebody we are not. I can see that. So the concept of the chupandambo is we need to start, where, where are we? Okay, what is our conviction? What do we believe around our own industry? What is our message? And start little by little putting it out there. And, and just so you know, social media, the way I see it, it's only one tool. I don't believe that you build your personal brand only on social media. I totally believe that social media is the glue that has allowed mortals like us without a publicist, without um, millions of dollars in PR to actually build strong personal brands. Yeah. But you still have to be doing all those other maybe in-person activities and things that are relationship marketing and, and building relationships. Mm -hmm. So then you can anchor those with your social media presence. I like that. I like that. I think that's what a lot of people don't focus on with branding is they don't realize or focus on you still being in the community, really building those relationships and highlighting other businesses maybe. And where are you? What are you doing? And how are you relevant? Right? Because I think that that, that, that people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? Yeah. And they can't do that if they don't 
Noah's and Sia's and Sia's doing business. I love that you said relevant. So I always say there is three characteristics of a personal brand that actually stands stands out. One is distinctive, relevant, and I forgot the other one. It's going to come to me. (laughs) what, What that means, though, distinctive, people think that they need to be different, that they need to be. You don't. Distinctive means really voicing who you are and what you bring to the table. So if we bring it back to the women world, right? I think that I I do believe this is changing as I go in more podcasts and I talk to more people and stuff like that. But as of now, I'm 45 years old, right? And the more I talk to women, I think that we are born in an area where don't be so loud, People don't care what you think or you went like you went to talk to your parents and be like, oh, the the adults are talking right now. This is this is not your time or like nobody cares. Right. Or like and I'm not saying like different situations where women, we really grew up not having a voice. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to like get to adulthood and all of a sudden being like, oh, now I'm going to say everything I want unless you're me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't care. But like, it actually took a lot of personal growth to get there. Mm -hmm. So the reality though, that being distinctive, in general, people are not voicing their opinion. So by you voicing your opinion, you're already distinctive because your experiences, your life, you and me can think exactly the same thing about a topic, but the way we bring it to the table is going to be filtered by your experiences, how you have lived that. So let's say in insurance, right? Let You can be, you have the conviction about something, but you leave that situation in a completely different way than somebody else. Right. And that is your superpower. Nobody can take that away. But nobody has told us that. Everybody has told us, nobody cares what you have to say. Like, oh, everybody's already doing that, Right. When we become this one person, you believe in your voice and you practice that two pound dumbbell every day, you put one more repetition every single day and you practice voicing your opinion. The next step is going to be, oh, okay, I was able to do that. Now I can do a video now, or Mm. I can stand in front of a networking group and tell them why I think this is important. The other thing, and please feel free to stop me because I can talk forever. Just so you know. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. So I love when it. it comes to relevant, I think that is so important. It's like people buy from people they know, like, and trust, correct? Yep. So relevant means sometimes we believe that maybe because let, let's say insurance, you are new on the industry and all of a sudden, I don't know, you are, you have a deal and you never had that happen to you. Right. And you're like, oh, I don't know, like this person is not going to trust me. This person is not going to hire me. I'm not the right agent for this person. But the reality is that maybe you have a resource, you have something that you can bring to the table. Maybe it actually happened to you, even though you never wrote that policy. Right. So you can bring your experiences as a person, everything that you've ever done builds that relevancy, but you have to believe it first. Mm, mm. And I love that because it does start with you. And it starts with, if we, if we can, there are times and there's something called the imposter syndrome, right? Where people don't believe that they 
are fully capable or that somebody wants to do business with them, that they're an imposter, right? And I really struggle with this, but I found that a lot of times I'm like, just put one step in front of the other and, but you know, and don't, and don't think for other people. Don't automatically assume that this person is upset with you. Don't automatically assume you're not this person's insurance agent or that you're not the person that they want to be able to do business with. And I found over the course of last year, and even with doing this podcast, we've talked multiple times about imposter syndrome. And I have a great episode with a group of women that are very, very near and dear to my heart about imposter syndrome and how as agency owners, we we deal with that. But um, one of the things that I find is that if I just tell myself, I'm not going to think for other people, and I'm just going to do my best and I'm going to let this person decide if they want to work with me or not, but I'm not going to not make a phone call. I'm not going to quit before they tell me that they don't want to do business with me or whatever it might be, or that they've gone a different direction and, um, or that, you know, this doesn't work or whatever, because I, I do, I was raised in the South, you know, I mean, I've been in Dallas since I was 15. My mom was originally from Fort Worth. So very much here. Um, you know, I was raised by a Southern woman and um, she was amazing and she was fabulous. And she was just very much of that person you always wanted to be around, very warm, very giving. But she also taught me that um, my job was to empower my husband, that my job was to be his backbone, right? Behind every great man, there's a great woman, right? Kind of thing. But it was not that I was going to be the one who was the forefront or on the cusp of what people saw or experienced. And I remember as a kid, we had these Thunderbird, you know, car, whatever. And the, my parents would be in the front two seats, you know, I think we had the big back seat with, it was like, they didn't have the captain's chairs. It was just the bench in the back. Yeah. And I would sit in the back kind of between my parents and talk to them. And my mom would be like, you are so loud. Could you please be quiet? And every I was day, like, my oh, life, you're telling me my story. Every day. And I think that, you know, we're, we're told that we're too loud. We're told calm down. We're called, we're told, you know, put on the dress at the back of the room. We're told, um, my mom used to even tell me, um, that when, when, when I had children, when I got pregnant with my first child, she would even tell me, you know, make sure that by the time your husband gets home, you look nice, make sure you've had your shower and that you look nice because <laughs> you're like, you're trying to like survive. Childhood. I'm just trying to breathe. Right. Exactly. And she's like, because he goes to work and he sees all these amazing women in their high heels and their skirts. And then he comes home to you and you have spit up all over and you haven't had a shower in three days and your hair is up in a top knot. And she's like, and that's not what he's going to want to see. And I grew up with these things in my head and now as an adult I'm seeing and hearing out that was that was just her perspective it wasn't anything right or wrong specifically but um they they kept her she was in the insurance industry she was a claim secretary but they kept her where she was because they were debilitating ideas and concepts that she did not step up into her own personal power and now I have a daughter that's 23 She's entered the insurance space. She came to work with me coming up here in February. This past February, she joined me. And I want her to have that strength. I want her to have that power. And I want to pass that along. And imagine this. So now we step into the social media era Mm -hmm. where you do have to show up and 
tell everybody what you think. You have to be not necessarily loud, but you have to speak up. You have like you are now in an industry where in order to be seen, you have to show up, right? Yeah. Not necessarily just on social media, but like you have to show up maybe every single day, right? And I'm not saying that dressing nice is not important because it is. You want to dress the part and you want that is a, a huge part of your brand. But at the same time, if you go on social media, people are going to buy from you when they can see the real you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you need to show up in a band with no makeup and looking horrible or looking right. Like every industry. But if you do every once in a while, it's okay. Right. Because you're real, you're human, you exactly. know, but it doesn't mean every day. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it definitely means that we need to be real. Right. We don't need to yes. not do it because we're afraid. Exactly. And I think that like we bring so many of those things because it, it, it was the same with me, right? Like it was like, oh my God, you're so loud. Oh my God, you never stay put. Oh my God, you never, you, you, you just talk all the time. I like literally that's what I do for a living now. I just talk, <laughs> right? But it took me years to get out of my head and show up and really yeah. voice that knowledge that I already had because I thought, well, everybody's already doing it. I'm not bringing anything new to the table, which is not true, right? Because nobody's me, nobody's you. So I think that when it comes to really building that personal brand, I I really want to bring it home to this though. Your personal brand is not just what you do. It's actually bringing who you are into what you do. Mm. And I think once we start realizing, okay, so I'm an insurance agent, right? How do I make it mine? How do I do it my way? Why? Because I always tell people when we're working together, I'm like, okay, why should people buy from you and not somebody else? And people are like, oh, I never thought of that. And I'm like, and I think that is that your advantage, your competitive advantage is being you. Because when people tell me, well, I want to be known as the most honest, as the, I having integrity, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, that is kind of like a given. Like, yeah, because we don't want to do business with people that are shaky. Oh, I want to, I want an image that says I'm I'm shaky out there. I want an image that says I'm not professional. Nobody, nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to want to put that out there, right? You cannot compete on being honest. That is a given. Now you can, you can instill it in your message and you can talk about how important it is and what other people are doing that you can do. I get it. But you cannot build your brand about something that is a given. You need to build a brand about something nobody can copy. And you know what nobody can copy? Yep. You. I love it. <laughs> so true. So I think that when I when people start realizing that that is the only competitive advantage they have, everybody has, for example, in the loan business, right? Everybody has access to all these different companies to get programs yep. and loans. When you 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 are independent, correct? Yes. You probably have all these different brokerages, right? That you can go to. Like yep. that other people have access to that too. Now, knowledge is gonna knowledge and experience is going to help, but the reality is people are gonna buy from you because they feel like you understand them. They feel like you're going to provide and they're connecting with you at a personal level, especially on insurance. Because people mm-hmm. don't want to sit across the table with somebody they don't have nothing in common with. Right. And they want that connection. They want to know that you're like them, I think. Yes. And I know a lot of people, they're just, um, there are times that I don't think I'm going to need a sale. And then I do. And I'm kind of like, oh, because I think maybe I'm 
like we're too friendly, like, or we're too, whatever. But people are like, no, you're really, you're really friendly. Like you're really real. Like you're really like, I know that I can call you and you're going to pick up the phone. And that's yeah. really huge because people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And we have to be able to make sure that we, we really get that across. And that is really what it is that we have to make sure we're focusing on whether or not it's online or whether or not it's in person or on a networking group or even in an email. I find that yeah. there's so many people that in an email that is dry and boring. Why would we want to be able to have that image of ourselves out there? Just, Hey Joe, this is the answer to your question. Thanks. Yeah. So I, I want to give you um, like kind of like the parameters that I always tell people like you, it's very hard to see the label of the jar you're in. So Ooh. every single what one a great of us, visual. So okay, so this is where I want you to kind of have that visual because I think it's so important for women. And you already have a brand. People already know and perceive things about you, right? They think about us in X way that most likely you never sat down to really say, okay, but how do I want people to see me, mm. to see me and who I really am when it comes to my business, when I am in, when it comes to my industry. So I think one of the things that is so important is number one is not making it too complicated because I think people think that personal branding is like creating all the, like the mission, mm -hmm. the vision, the value. Now you do need all those things. So you can, you have something to look back and to have as a guide, but I always, uh, I've been using this particular person as an example because she made it so freaking simple and she's in insurance. So she's been in insurance for about maybe a year and a half right now. And when she came into the industry, she was, I don't know anything. I just opened up farmers. Can I say that? <laughs> I yeah, just yeah. opened a farmer's um, office. And now I am like, nobody knows me. I I was a mom of five for all these years. Mm -hmm. How do I start? So we started digging. And one of the things that it was her passion, it was the fact that she really wanted to build her office and her and her insurance agents. Um surrounding the fact that she didn't want anybody to call a 1-800 number. Mm -hmm. She wanted people to call her or to call somebody in her office. And I was like, okay, so why is this important to you? She's like, well, actually, the reason why it's important is because a few years ago, and she started telling me all this story of like something horrible that happened to her. And when she had to call the company, she had to call an 800 number. She went from claim to claim to claim, and it took her a week to actually talk to the person that sold yeah. for her premium. And I was like, whoa, and this happened to you how many years ago? Before you even became an insurance agent. And now that you actually are in that position, you are already thinking how you want this experience to be so different for somebody else. But this is who you are at the core because she's super friendly, right? Like, and yes, you're going to evolve and you're going to grow. Literally, her whole messaging around her personal brand is, I want to be there for you. I am the person you speak to. I have a 24-7 number and I don't care what other business owners say that you, I shouldn't pick up the phone at 3 a.m. If you have a problem, you will get to somebody there for me on my office. And she built her whole personal brand around talking about being real. Mm, I love that. And 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 talking about and talking about women also not being fully covered. Mm -hmm. Because they don't know, because they always been on the win of their husband and like, oh, get the cheapest insurance. So literally, 
personal branding is not fabricating anything. It's really discovering who you are and really amplifying that. She mm-hmm. already was that person, but she didn't know how to put that in words, right? So what I tell people is like, really start digging on who you already are and what, and what is that plot, if you want to call it, like the movie plot. And you use that over and over so people know you for that. You don't need to fabricate anything. You don't need to invent yeah. anything. You don't need to be fake. And I think that's where also most women we feel shitty is because we believe like I, and this this actually happened to me. I, I mentioned earlier, I was a bartender. And for me, when I opened my business, and this wasn't even like when I, when I started coaching, I was already 10 years into my business when I started coaching. But when I opened my business, I, my internal thought was, I love doing photography, but I'm not a business woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know who told me that, where I got that from. That, that was my internal dialogue. So I kept, obviously, why would I go and network and tell people they needed to hire me if I'm telling myself I'm not a businesswoman, right? Oh, I love photography, but I don't love the business part of it. That was not true. Once nice. I embraced it, oh my God, my business, I vroom. Like yeah. I'm a business coach for God's sake now. I love it. But I had to understand that it was that growth that came mm-hmm. with it, the two pound handle. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Yeah, so... And and I love that because we have to grow in what it is that we're doing and we have to take those next steps forward. Just like you said, because I remember back when I first started at my agency that I hated looking over all the numbers. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to sell. I just wanted to love on people. I just wanted to protect people. I didn't want to do my taxes and I didn't want to sit around and have to pay my bills. And I didn't because you're scared of looking at the thing because you don't want to see the reality of it. Yes. And my husband, when we first started dating, he was so funny. He'd be like, you're like two years behind on your taxes. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and oh, I'm my about to God. Be and he was like, no, this needs to stop. You know, and he was really good about getting me back on track. But I was so like, I didn't want like, I didn't want to look at my numbers. He's like, so what's your annual revenue? What's this? That, and the other? I don't know. You know, I just, you know, and I didn't want to do all that. But I think that's what social media is too, or not even social media, just branding. By looking it in the eye, by saying this is what it is, it doesn't get bigger. Like I think it's our avoidance of it. It's the fact that we make it so scary that it seems so big 
that when we look it in the eye, all of a sudden it shrinks and it becomes to where it's not scary anymore, but we have to step out and look it in the eye. So I, um, do you want me to give you some like, kind of like tactical strategy? Yeah. Kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. So let's I, go for it. Yeah. Because I, what I did is I opened a document here because I always like to leave women with this. I think that the reason why they are struggling to brand themselves is because they really don't know where to start. Right. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. I just said, well, it's so easy. It's what you want to be known for, but I've been doing this for 10 years now. So I always tell women, the number one thing is what is your expertise today? Now, your personal brand. So, Teresa, let's use you as an example, right? So, you told me you were at a conference and you didn't have your podcast, right? Two and a half years ago. Right. So, obviously, when you started, your expertise is not the same than today. Oh, correct. Correct. Right. You had to learn. You had to like learn how to speak. You probably were not even as confident. Like you, like you're amazing. Like <laughs> your confidence, like you probably had to read the intro. You probably mm. had to like, like had a script or whatever it was the situation. So what I tell women is I want you to think of your expertise as anything you can teach something. It's somebody that is two steps behind you. Mm. They do, you do not need to be the know-it-all. You today, especially in insurance, let's say that you just started out, right? And people are like, oh, I want to go commercial. I want to do this. Like, what is very comfortable for you right now that you can speak about, that you can explain to somebody, build your authority around that. Because what it's going to inevitably happen is you're going to get better at what you do as you go. Yes. You can always expand that authority or expertise. Now, in order to build your personal brand, you do need these four things. So if for the listeners, you need a pen right now. So if you're listening- I'm getting it, I got my pen. Yes, put pause and you're going to write it. So what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to establish your authority. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to work your angle, which is what we mentioned earlier about this particular person, your angle doesn't need to be complicated. It's just your conviction. And this is what I call your personal brand strategy, right? Is like why you do what you do, right? Because people are going to buy why you do what you do. They're going to go to you. There, there is a million insurance agents out there. Why? They're going to go to you, right? And then your conviction, which your conviction is why you do it your way, right? Mm. You don't do it somebody else's way. Listen, I always tell people this. There is all these Instagram gurus telling you to do Instagram, uh, Instagram telling you to do reels, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you can do reels all day long, girl. But if you don't have your strategy, figure it out. Like it you're doesn't talking matter. To nobody. You're talking to nobody who you're talking to, right? So that is kind of like one of my talking points, right? That's my conviction. I believe that to my core. This is not something I'm making up. Like I believe it in my core. And then at the end is your secret sauce. And your secret sauce is your personality. It's bring out your personality and amplify who you are. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. So when it comes to your authority, right, is what you can explain right now to somebody that is two steps behind you. Mm. So don't overcomplicate it because also imposter syndrome it starts creeping in 
when you start to maybe try to teach or explain or talk about things that you're not ready for. Mm. It's very important that, that though you are reaching for higher goals, yeah, you're still educating yourself and you have the courage to talk about it while you establish your expertise around things that you feel very comfortable about. And when I say establishing your expertise could be like showing up on video, speaking at networking events, right? Like maybe teaching something, maybe positioning yourself as a connector. You do not need to be an expert to be a super connector. I love it. Right? I love so it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So then your angle is exactly the example that I did before. What, why you do what you do. So for example, for me, I, I talk about this all the time. One of my angles is I don't come from a um, corporate background. I come from the school of hard knocks. And <laughs> when I teach social media and personal branding, I am teaching because even back then when I had my bartending school, my trio was always networking, relationship marketing. At the time, there wasn't really social media like that is right now. It was, I think it was MySpace, you guys, I'm old. Right. Um, I but that. I actually, I work, I was 20 and I had a, um, a segment on a TV program where I was, you can serve alcohol at 18 in Argentina. Okay. And I used to go and make a cocktail for five minutes in this TV show. So how can you prove and put yourself in front of people talking about this authority and about your angle, right? Yeah. Talk about the angle, why it's important to you. Then your conviction is what's going to make all the difference. When people come to you, like this is where you ask yourself why people are coming to me over somebody else. Yeah. Is it, am I going to, am I going to educate them? I am, I, I know that I'm doing the research for them. I am whatever it is, right? You get to choose what your conviction is. Whatever you already have an opinion, most likely you just don't want to say it. <laughs> or maybe, you know, sometimes we're just afraid to say it. Just get out there and just say something, you know? And so, you don't have to say all of it like right away either. I think, you know, like you said earlier, we can grow into that, right? Mm -hmm. And we can grow into that that conviction so, phase. I wanna I wanna talk to what you just said about afraid about saying it is because we are thinking that we're gonna be judged. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about um when you say people do business with people they know they like and trust. So part of that is also who you attract. Mm. So you being liked, but when you are putting yourself out there authentically and you have no fear of talking about what what your conviction is, you're immediately going to attract people that think like you, They're, that the people that agree with you are more likely to, they already agree with you. You're not convincing anybody, right? Like I, I don't know in insurance if this happens as much, but I know in other, um, in, in other industries, people feel like they're convincing people to buy. Yeah, right, right. They well, have, people think of that as sales, right? Because they've got to, yeah, they work but, you in a certain type of conversation to be able to do whatever the process the reality, is that they go in for the clothes or whatever. But, yeah. But the reality, if you look at it from the other way and you're talking about your conviction, so I'm going to, I'm going to actually give you a, a really good example in insurance. So when you are talking and you're saying, if you are going for cheap insurance, right? And you're just going for what the law requires. You're not really covered. And you really start yeah. educating people around what insurance is. You're really started uh, talking about like, hey, if you have gotten to a place of wealth, 
right? That is important. You cannot be just covered by the minimum because you work so hard to get here. And now you're yeah. putting your conviction. The person that is coming to you is already the person that has the wealth, that wants to be protected, that doesn't care about paying $50 more a month because you're actually voicing mm. that instead of being like, come get your, we have cheaper rates. I can quote you, we're cheaper. There is always going to be somebody that is going to do it for cheaper. Yeah. I want it, like this is in any industry. There is always somebody is going to be do it for cheaper. So when you actually establish your authority by teaching, mm. you establish your authority by teaching your knowledge. That is how people know that you know. And I think that this is where most people go wrong. They're not preparing their ramp up or or their their payment. So when people get to them, they already know what they do. Yeah. Right. So, and the last one, when I, when we talk about the secret sauce is where I like bringing who you are into what you do. People don't want to buy from people that they are secretive. Now, don't convince, don't convince, don't um, confuse being private or being reserved with being secretive. It's not the same thing. Mm. As business owners, we are in control of putting in social media, in the world, when we go networking, in our marketing material, whatever we want, right? So We don't example, have to share everything. Exactly. So let me give you a, a really good example. Somebody asked me, but I don't want to show my kids on social. I'm like, so don't. You can talk about you being a mom. You can talk about your values as a mom. And actually, you can include the fact that you don't want to show your kids on social media for X, Y, and Z. And that can be part of your brand. You can talk about privacy. You can talk about those are your values. So people that agree with that, they're more likely to be like, oh, my God, yes. Oh, yes, I agree. And those are the people you want to do business with. Same thing with I actually... So I was telling you earlier that I'm doing a triathlon, right? And for the longest time, I never share really much about it because I'm like, people think I'm crazy, number one. <laughs> but also I'm like, is it like bragging? But then I started sharing a little bit more and a lot of my audience, they're like, oh my God, we love it. Like, how, how can we follow you? Uh, when is your race? I even went as far as, as doing a poll on my social media about the, the two different outfits that I could wear for the race. Oh, cool. Uh -huh. People were voting. Now, the reality is that we want to let people know that we're approachable. Now, do everybody need to be a poll about what they're wearing? No, because that's not them. That's me, right? But maybe you like playing golf. Maybe you like, I, I was telling this to somebody else. Or even something like Halloween costumes, right? Like which Halloween costume do you like the idea of or something? It doesn't even have to be like a day-to-day -day thing. And it doesn't even have to be a special event thing. You could do it for like a holiday or you could do it for like a, uh, you know, I know people who do it like for any event, like, oh, our anniversary is going to turn 20 years, you know, so which which outfit should I wear for the 20th anniversary yes. party or whatever? Just different things like that. Just some fun, interesting and, things. And also keep in mind who your, so this is where it gets a little tricky. We want to keep in mind who, who our audience is. So what does this mean? So this is, this is all, also goes back to relevancy that we talked earlier is, so I work with women, 
right? So I know no matter what outfits we're talking, women are always going to be yeah, into they're it. Gonna, they're going to feed, they're going to, they're going to play into that. Yeah, exactly. But I have clients where we play off uh, them being like a Starbucks uh, snob, right? And like, they're always talking about a Starbucks. And then they even do like, hey, it's have a Starbucks on me today. And they have the little um, QR code on their Instagram oh, cool. once a month. And they're like, hey, I'm giving away $50 out of a Starbucks. Go have a Starbucks on me, right? But it's tied to the brand. That's kind of their quirk. So I always tell people like, what can you find on who you already are that you can amplify? And people, when they think of it, they think of you. Awesome. I love that. I didn't even know you could do that with Starbucks. What a great idea. But, you oh, know, I think yeah. there's lots of different things that you could do, even promoting local businesses, even things like, you know, um, I know people like post post about their pets, whatever, you know, they post about maybe restaurants they go to, food that maybe they cook. There's lots of people well, who like for, to cook. For insurance agents, I actually think that being that super connector is such an easy way yeah. to be in front of other people, make connections and, and bring those bigger clients. Because even though not everybody actually um, specializes in commercial, when you have a client that is commercial, you're so much more likely to get their home, their auto, all yeah. of that, because you're already doing their business. So by the time like, the conversations in that, oh, I just want to have everything under one roof, right? Yeah. So I think that that's, it, 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 particularly in insurance, I think that's one thing that people don't think so much. is like, what can you bring to the table that is not necessarily you selling? Yeah, That totally. is valuable to your ideal client that you're providing and it's a segue to get there. So, okay. So I think we've talked about fear. We've talked about getting yourself out there, taking baby steps, right? We've talked about a lot of that. I love your four points that you mentioned about being able to be the authority, the angle, you know, having that conviction and your secret sauce and really getting in there. But what about also people's challenge with consistency? I think for me, the the knowledge that if I do this today, I still have to do it tomorrow and I still have to do it next week. And that I have to, it's not just about going on social media once, right? And oh, I'm done, right? It's like bathing. You still have to do it again, right? What about people's fear of consistency? How do you usually address that to help people kind of get out of their shell? So we're going back to the two pound dumbbell. So what I do is, so my triangle is this. Social media is only going to work if you're doing all the other things and you're actually talking to people. So then you're reinforcing what you're doing through social media, right? Yeah. So what I tell people is like at the beginning, commit to the minimum viable thing that you can do. And okay. this could be maybe posting twice a week, right? Maybe is, okay, so if I'm going to post twice a week and I, I'm... Women are going to hate me right now. You have to show your face. I am sorry. Uh -huh. You have to show your face. So if your minimum viable is only you're showing up twice a week, you have to show your face those two, twice a yeah. week. Yeah. Because most likely you're going to make another post about your family and you're going to have a story about something you did that is not planned and strategic. Right. So maybe when it comes just to your authority and your personal brand and your angle and all of that, maybe you commit to going on social media twice. And and this goes back when we talk about coaching a little bit to time management. I think that this is a new way of doing business that this is, didn't exist 10 years ago. 
And so, but you would take the time to get on a call with somebody to do flyers, correct? Mm -hmm. The same goes with social media. It needs to go on your calendar and you have to commit to it. I think obviously, like if you have a business and you, I don't know, you're going to get on a phone or you're going to have a meeting with somebody to do a networking event, doing social media is equally important. Yeah. So it needs to go in your calendar. What I tell people is to start with two hours a week. Okay. Because two hours a week is manageable. Because there is so much to learn when it comes to social media. So number one is commit two hours a week. Number two is start with only one platform, which this is where a lot of people go wrong. Mm-hmm. What they do is they want to be on Instagram. They want to be on LinkedIn. They want to be on Facebook. They want to start the YouTube channel and then they want to start the podcast. Girl, you, you, <laughs> but they're overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. And then it exactly. is a consistency piece that just gets exhausting and, and all of that. And so I think this that's is where the people order. really do get really backwards is because they do too much too fast. Yeah. So this is the order. Number one, you figure out these four points. Once you have these, you write them down. And you have that as your starting point for everything you do. And everything, this is your North Star. What is my expertise? What are the things I can talk about? Break it down in three or four or five. What is my angle? Okay, make sure that I'm talking about it, but write it down. Write Mm -hmm. it down. So because repetition is a matter of reputation, right? So we want to repeat. We want to repeat ourselves. People have this feeling like, oh, I already post about the same. That means you're in the right track, my friend. Because out of 100 followers, three people heard your message. Right. matter. So you want to be remembered by these things. And the only way you're going to be remembered is by being repeated and repeat yourself. <sighs> so I'm just like... You make me you make me want to be able to do more of this because I know and, and even with the power of women in insurance and I'm this I'm, I'm just very vulnerable you know very open right I don't do as much promotion on it like we put out an episode every Wednesday which is a lot I mean it's more than like I think a lot of people do but I don't get online and do it like we have a Facebook group we have um you know I had an Instagram it got hacked and I need to emotionally deal with that at some point it's been about two months but I'm gonna tell you something about that keep going oh, okay okay and um. So, you know, I, I I know that I need to be out there more and I know that I need to mainly just to connect with women because I really love doing that. I really do. I think for me, though, it is the fear of what are we going to say? How are we going to do it? The consistency. Honestly, it's, a, you know, I feel like I need to do my hair all the time. I feel like I need to blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm the queen of the top knot, you know, and, um, you know, I love it. Yeah, but your top knot's cute. My top knot's never that cute. I'm always oh, like. I don't think it's cute though. <laughs> No, I love it. But, you know, I just, and you know, I'm from Dallas, so I feel like I got to get the big hair, right? I mean, Texas, we're big hair. But, you know, it's one of those things where I let my inner voice rule and I let those fears, I let those, oh, I'll do it in 10 minutes. Oh, I don't put it on my calendar, right? I don't pre-schedule it out. I think maybe it should be some sort of organic flower that just automatically blooms and it's just magically going to happen do you find so, that lots of women feel that way because I feel like I want to do more even just with the podcast and stuff more or less my agency but I just don't because I get really busy or I don't put I don't I don't be I'm not intentional about it I guess yes. that's really what I'm saying 
So, okay. So the first thing that you're going to do, so we're going to, I'm going to talk to you because I know if I'm talking to you, it's going to relate to a lot of the listeners. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to take that, that sheet that, that I, I'm going to actually send you this sheet. It's, it's a worksheet. I'm going to send it oh, to yeah. you. Oh yeah. So listeners, yes. she has this quiz. We're going to put it well, in the, the show quiz, notes. The quiz was something different, but I'm going to oh. send you the worksheet that says your expertise, your angle, your conviction, and the secret sauce. I'm going to send it. it to you. And what you're going to do is you're going to write down four like expertise builders. That means four things that you can teach. This can be as easy as you saying, okay, I, I, I'm going to butcher this because I don't know exactly your area of expertise and insurance. Okay, so I'm going to butcher it. So I specialize in commercial. I can talk about these, 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 and this. And you're going to give four topics, right? Okay. And then I do home and auto. And you're going to talk about four topics. And you can you probably already have all of these. You probably already have 20 questions that little people ask you over. Oh, yeah. Okay. Literally, that's all you need to do. You don't need to feel like you need to be teaching something complicated. No, those are your topics. So then you're going to work your angle. Girl, your angle already, I have it. You are a women builder, power upper, like super networker. That is you. So do you see how your angle doesn't even need to be about your expertise? It's what is special about you and what mm-hmm. you are doing, what you do right? So then you're going to talk about why you know the way you do it is your way, okay? And this could be, this you would have to dig a little bit deeper, but I want you to kind of stay into along the lines of um, women, the 18% that you mentioned to me, that is only 18% of women in insurance that are actually leadership, right? Yeah. owners or they are uh, training or they're managers, whatever. So that can be part of your conviction. And I want to bring more women to the table, right? Like Cassidy does. So then your secret sauce, what do you like doing? What do you do in your in your spare time? Who you are? What is your personality, right? Bring it in there. So maybe, and then you break it down. You're like, okay, so one day of the week, I'm going to do a video about one of these expert topics. Another day, I'm going to talk about my angle. Another day, I'm going to talk about my conviction. And another day, I'm just going to do a post that makes me absolutely So you do a post about your angle. You do a post about your conviction. And you do a post about... So those are like the ways that you approach that same topic. Is that what you're saying? I guess that's that's new in my head, I guess. There is other ways to do it. But this is the easiest way for you to do it. Because I think that if you're, you're getting so overwhelmed, now you have one sheet of paper that literally is your guidance. There is... Definitely other ways of doing it, but I feel like these will give you so much direction. And then you you commit to only one platform. Once you have that platform figured out, you take the same content and you do it in another platform and you can okay. share it to other platforms. But I think that many, many, because I want to talk about this. This is actually super important. It's not really personal branding, but if you're doing all these efforts and you're using this on social media and you're not networking, you're not talking on the DMs with somebody, you're not socializing on social media also, nobody's going to see your crap. Mm-hmm. So I, you have to kind of... so. You do lead generation in your business. 
Right. right. You're calling, you're sending mailers, you're doing flyers. This should be a small, one more part of that. And I think that we are so vulnerable in social media and we get so much on our head, right? Like the hair, what am I going to say? Am I, people are going to judge me when in reality is one more activity in your business where you mm -hmm. need to get it out. Yeah. Yeah, completely, completely. Wow. You made me just want to be able to go on out there and do all this because I'm yes. like, oh, I'm so excited. Yes, you're going to do it. I so it. I want to finish with this. When it comes to social media, I want you ladies to really embrace leaving your legacy in the world. Mm, I'm going to write so that down. I love that. So women, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Because I get so passionate about this. Like, I want you to really embrace the fact that the more you talk about the things that are important to you, the more you're going to attract people that are just like you. So it's not mm. just about creating a sale. It's not just about the sale. But the more you talk about the things that are important to you, the more, Teresa, you talk about empowering women and, and why is this important to you, you're going to attract other women that are attracted to that message. Mm -hmm. And every time you do this, you're, you're doing like a little ripple effect in the world, a little ripple effect in the world. Every time we're touching a life, through insurance, through personal branding, through uh, teaching, through coaching, whatever it is that we're doing, if we are doing it from not just from the point of view of the sale, we all have to make a living. We all want to make a sale. That is a given. We want, and we're entitled to that. We want to all be successful. But when we infuse that with that difference that we can make in the world, it stops being icky. It stops mm. being icky. Like I know, Teresa, that when I work with women, I'm empowering them to make a difference. Yeah. So I'm not, I mean, I can't work for free. I'm not going to work for free, but that doesn't mean that I have to feel icky. Right. Right. So I think that as, well, as, as women, when we realize that every time we're making a sale or every time we're putting our message out there, we're touching somebody and we don't know who we're inspiring, but actually really giving our, our voice a place in the world. That makes it so much easier. I love that. I love that. And I think that's what we're actually going to call the podcast episode. Leaving your legacy in the world through your personal branding. Yeah. I love that. When you said that, I wrote it down. And I'm like, oh, that is it. And that is exactly what I think we've talked about today. That is exactly what I feel like you are empowering other people to be able to do. And that is exactly it emanates. If you guys are not watching this on YouTube, or if you go to my, 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 my YouTube, as well as uh, agency intelligence uh, platform, you have to see just the energy that is on the screen right now, because it is just awesome. And I mean, it just, ah, oh, it just, it, it's empowering me. We're about to walk into uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, and it's a uh, central standard time and it's 1244. So I'm on the back end of a Friday and you're, and like, you're, in Vegas, so you're right there too. Yep. And you know what? I just feel so empowered walking into the weekend like this. I think it's awesome. And I just need to put you in my pocket and take you with me everywhere. So we can I just, love it. I can pull you out and anytime. we'll talk anytime. I love it. I love it. Okay. If people want to be able to talk to you, how can they do this? How can they talk to you? How can they get that energy? How can they work with you? Okay. So I have a Facebook group. 
that is called Personal Branding Strategies for Female Entrepreneurs. So you can even find me on Facebook and send me a message and I'll send you the link to the group. But the group is Personal Branding Strategies for Female Entrepreneurs. They can also go to my website, which is atigreenspan.com. We are rebranding. So you're going to find a picture of me with a champagne glass <laughs> because that's <laughs> me. But like it says, hey, we're rebranding. We'll be right back. Um, you can, I'm on Instagram, branding. And then what I am going to do is I am going to give you these worksheet that we talked about with the expertise, the person, the angle. So you ladies can write that down. And I also have a quiz, but the, I'm going to put the link, uh, the QR code to the quiz in that um in that worksheet because i think that before you even the the quiz is for you to know where you're at with your personal brand right to gauge um there is seven pillars that i use when i coach uh people to kind of see okay where are you in your personal brand and then we go from there and we create strategies but you have to know where you're at in order to know where you are that I love that. And I always say, too, one of my favorite favorite quotes is from Alice in Wonderland. And it's whenever Alice approaches the Cheshire Cat and she says, she comes to a fork in the road and she says, which direction should I take? And the Cheshire Cat says, where do you want to go? And she goes, I don't know where I'm going to go. He goes, well, then it doesn't matter which fork you take. So by knowing where we want to go, it directs us into the right area so that we can be on that path. So we have to be intentional with our branding, with who we are, with our careers, with our ability to build our careers. So that way we can be able to achieve exactly what it is that we want. And I love yes. Kathy, that you are so a part of that. And I love yes, it. And I, I am so excited to connect with your audience. Please come let me know that you came from the podcast. I really, really had grown to love the insurance industry and 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 I just love being able to support women through uh personal branding I love it awesome well everybody this has been another amazing episode of the power of women in insurance podcast we are here with Ati Greenspan and she's been awesome about personal branding do look her up because that is so important for us to be able to get our message out there in the world Everybody, we do have another episode every single Wednesday. Check us out on Apple iTunes. You can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. Check us out on YouTube. We want to hear from you. If you know of other amazing women that really we want to make sure that we get their message out as well, that are inspirational and that are doing amazing things in this industry, reach out to me because I want to make sure that we get the opportunity to tell their story. Everybody, again, this is Teresa Kitchens. Join me next week on the Power Women Insurance podcast. And until then, go make the world safe for democracy, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? 
and you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, in virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high-quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to ten carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.